what happens now, and especially in like the work environment that we're in, in general, is it's very like scheduled meetings. We have to schedule a meeting to brainstorm, and brainstorming sometimes just doesn't happen that way. It just naturally happens. Hey everybody, my name is Zach. And I'm Dave. And we're back with another episode of the Founder's Life Podcast. And in today's episode, I think this is going to be the one of the most interesting ones, which is living with your co-founder. And yes, Dave and I have experience with that for a few years. The other topic we have is overwhelming notifications, working in a, in a remote world. And then last but not least, Dave has the idea of the day, which I'm very excited for. But Dave, why don't we, why don't we lay the groundwork of, what was it, 2016, 17? I can't remember when we moved in together. And what that was like <laughs> well, as co-founders, as co-founders. Well, I, I think we've talked about this in previous episodes. The two of us were very lucky that our, that our uh, families let us stay with them for, for a while. But it came a point where it was time to uh, head out and be on our own. And we weren't still not making a lot of money at the time. So we're like, hey, um, we definitely can't afford a place on each of our own. Uh, we don't want roommates, per se, that aren't like... <laughs> someone that we know well is like, why don't we just move in together? So we ended up finding a place and living together. And uh, I'll be honest, it actually was like a lot of fun um, for the for the period of time that it existed in. Like, I think during that season of our life, it was like a great period of growth for us, like moving out uh, from home as well as, um, as well as like growing the business a bit. Like you and I were pretty much all day. We would like, we would work and then we would like go split up for like an hour or two. And then we would come back at the end of the night and work at the end of the night. And I think for the season that it existed in, it was great. Um, and at the time in our life that it came in, it was great. But I'm curious to hear your perspective. Cause like, I think I'm a little bit more adaptable per se in like a living situation than you are. Yeah. I'm going to say, I completely disagree with everything you just said. No. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, and when you're saying season, it was more than just, you know, fall or summer. It was what, two, almost two years, three years. Yes, I don't, it was years. a long time. It was a long time. About two years. Yeah. So let's, let's focus on the pros for a second. And cause I think that the, the cons are something you should definitely think about. Um, and definitely some things that we saw, but I think the pros, and I would actually, if we were to do this all over again, I would say live together with your co-founder in your first year and, or like year and a half, maybe. Uh, and the reason why is you get so much done in such a focused environment. You guys are always together. You're, you go downstairs. I mean, back then it was still remote work. So you go downstairs and you just start working or you're, you're sitting around the dinner table. You're just talking about work. And you see this a lot out, out in Silicon Valley where they will be bunkered down for six months, a year or whatever with all their co-founders, but it's really beneficial. I mean, I, I remember Dave, like, it might have been 10 o'clock at night and we're sitting there eating dinner and probably, and we would just start talking about work, right? Ideas, work, everything. Right. I think what happens now, and especially in like the work environment that we're in, in general, is it's very like scheduled meetings. We have to schedule a meeting to brainstorm and brainstorming sometimes just doesn't happen that way. It just, it just naturally happens. Would you, would you agree? Yeah, I, I would agree. And I mean, I think even like you would be like, oh, let's go for a walk. Let's go grab a bite to eat. And it was very fluid and easy to do because, yep. you, know, um, yep. you know, I lived on one floor. You lived on the other floor. Like, um, so it was very easy to like 
get work done, come up with ideas and build. So in that build phase of our business, like right. I think living together really was was valuable for us. I think we were able to accelerate the growth of the business. I'm not sure I would do it now. You know, at the stage well, no, of I life, mean we right? we have girlfriends. You know, I have a dog. It would be it would be a bit messy situation. But I think too, yeah. and and I say going back to the early days, right? Your first year, year and a half together. Because, and we talked about, that, about this in podcast number two or three, which was like the, the quarrels you may get in and, and overcoming those. I believe it's podcast two. And I think what happens when you're living together, it kind of, it comes out in a much nicer way. You're like, hey, you know, we're disagreeing here. Whereas maybe behind a computer screen, behind Slack, we don't see each other. We see each other maybe once a month anymore. And things can build up. So I think naturally what would happen is we would just start talking and hash stuff out and really lay it out on the table and just bang it out there and not have it build up into this whole thing. Would you, I mean, did you see that as well? Yeah, I, I definitely saw that. And I thought what was funny is like you and I started to learn other conflict resolution techniques in there because um, it wasn't just the two of us. Zach and I could not afford a place just the two of us back then. Yeah, why, actually, why don't we go with the- there was actually four. I think it was four of us at max. I mean, there was like six all in that. There I was mean, like six. It was one bathroom, rolling, by the way. Yeah, well, it was a roll, there rolling. Was, there was one bathroom like in the basement, but like, <laughs> but there was but a like, rolling, rolling six people in general. Somehow we're always. But in the there, house. there was a few roommates that we brought in with uh, that that weren't the greatest. And you, you and I, you and I would like would definitely conflict resolute with them. <laughs> like, right. And right. like you and I, you and I like had full sit downs with them <laughs> at points. You know. And I, I think that was actually helpful because we learned like, you know, we learned a lot through some of those days. Right. What, right. what, what do you think the negatives were? I mean, um, in those two years, <laughs> I mean, this has nothing to do with the business, but I really hate it listening to your bike machine on, because you were right above me and listening to your bike machine was really annoying, like at 11 o'clock at night. But besides that, um, I think it only got complicated as we got a little bit older and I don't think it was as much with you and I, at least me personally, it was, I need my own space from like everybody. It came to a point where I, it was fun for a year, two years living with the rolling six people here and there bopping in and out. But after a while, I wanted to wake up, be in my own space, have my own things, not have to share everything. But again, when you're first starting out, you know, your startup, your business, whatever, I think that's kind of the fun part about it for a while and then it might get a little bit old but i mean are there any cons on your side that just strike to your head uh, i th- i think the i think having the volume of people that we did in that house <laughs> at a certain point was too much and i think once once the girls moved in it was just that was game too over much. like game that over. was that was like we, we couldn't have uh it was it was my ex your girlfriend um Myself, you, and a roommate all packed roommates, in this one house. Yeah, roommates yeah. sharing this one freaking bathroom. <laughs> right, and and, and like, then basically, basically, but but just going back to the business side of that, what did that do? And and that that kind of takes you out of what I'm going to call that like incubation period, where if if it was just you and I, or if we had a, a another co-founder, if we had another team member yeah. that was like living with us, it would be really beneficial because you're all together, and it's just it's just you guys. But as things start growing as you know you get a girlfriend i get a girlfriend whatever things s- start really getting messier i would say <laughs> and a bit more of distractions happen and when that happens is we kind of broke away from our normal you know it's so uh, it's 10 o'clock we're talking about we're literally i'll never forget some days we would have 
Um, it was like, didn't a, we bring like a giant whiteboard into the house? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, we, we, we had like this a, giant whiteboard the size <laughs> of the wall, like in one of the rooms of the house. We, we, we like common. Like, think about it. we like we have all these roommates and we're taking over the house with whiteboards. We had like not a projector, but like on our TV, we would HDMI like Monday.com would be up and there. And like the roommates, like, would, the, the roommates would come in. The roommates would come in after work and they, like, and they would just they would just leave us be. I mean, it, yeah, like yeah, that was yeah, definitely I, our it was definitely our house. I kind of feel bad. Yeah, a yeah. Bit, so but. so I think I think in general, if we're just kind of closing this out, I do think living with a co-founder is very beneficial. I would say do it early on. That way also, we talked about this in the last podcast, you nip some problems in the bud, um, nip them early. But as things start getting a little bit more messy, uh, be careful. And especially with if you're getting a bunch of other roommates and a bunch of other people, they're not associated with the business. It does make it a bit more difficult. But like, I think it would have been fun too, if I'm just thinking about this is, and I know we, we tried to do this with an Airbnb concept, but if it would have been like a co-founder's house. And I think yes. that's different. That I think we would have loved. There's like no other distractions. Uh, it's just business and co-founders. I, I think if I was to do it again, a couple more bathrooms. And the one thing that we did well was when the door was, sh when, when your bedroom door was shut, we left each other alone. So yeah. like when, when you would go, that that was our, that was like the one boundary. Right. Like, like I need my space to not <laughs> yeah. talk about business for like two hours here yeah the the one boundary of the house was if i'm in my room don't bother me and that, yes. that was like the only boundary and i think that was the one that i think only got infringed upon once or twice with a couple of roommate conflicts but oh my god but but i mean another just just real, real, a quick fro was even with the food situation or stuff i think it did, did help you know we could go expense a few meals because we're gonna you know be yep. talking about our business stuff we're doing a little round table and stuff it's all we, happening we all, in we, we, we also used to do you remember we used to host those dinners for other families yeah, like but this but this is what honestly this is what i would say i would miss you know i'm 30 years old oh my god yeah. early early 20s that, commu that, was, that community that we had it was so much fun so much fun we'd have the, all co-founders over we we would have and we had a, it was a shitty house we would have yeah it was not all a nice these house. all we would have all these co-founders over and everyone had a great time like right. cook these dinners that were like absolute absolutely horrible dinners but everyone would just sit around and we they be to the house at the house until like one in the morning because like right. the conversation was just so good it was um, just so all it, about the business and and I guess that yes. would be a con too for some people is I mean I don't know why you would start a business if you're not all about the business but if you can't think about the business, talk about the business almost 24 seven and, and living with a co-founder is probably not right for no, you. <laughs> and, and parts of me misses it. Parts of me like, you know, maybe for a month or two easy. here and there. It was easy back yeah, then. Like, like I, I think to myself, like, could we do that for a month, like for a month or two here and there for trying right. to solve a big problem? It's like a great right. way to just be super focused on what you're doing. Yep. Um, no, but no, no extras. It was, we had a bed, a, you know, we each had a bed. I know we each bought like a basic bed frame off uh, of Amazon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the room was literally the smallest thing ever. You could like touch either side. The sheets were like the Amazon basics. Like we just, there was nothing. There was nothing in this house but viral ideas. <laughs> so. Yeah. And some anyway. roommates. And a few roommates. Sorry, guys. I, I apologize if we were annoying back then. All right. Let's Both. move on to the next thing, which is. The notification overload. So it is 2023 and basically everyone's doing remote work, especially in like the corporate world, uh, startups, things like that. And we're all using Slack, Microsoft Teams, you name it. And I don't know about you, 
but I am not a fan of the notification overload where my phone's dinging, my, you know, I had an Apple Watch for a second, that thing is dinging, your Slack is dinging nonstop. I think it's too much. And Dave, I, I feel like you do disagree with me here because your mister loves to be, you know, attentive to all of the notifications. But so, so I have a love hate with it. I mean, okay. I like pe- I like to be accessible to our team and to our clients. But I will say even today I woke up and, you know, I started I started on a task. Right? I'm like, I'm going to get the. I woke up early. I'm like, skip my workout this morning. Do it later today. I'm going to get I'm going to get my work done that I need to get done. It's like 730 in the morning that 815 rolls around. Boom, 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 bing, boom, bing, bing. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't finish my task. And right. it's now, I think, two o'clock in the afternoon. And I still haven't done the task that I was supposed to do this morning because right. most of the day I've spent dealing with notifications. So I think my love hate with them is like, it's very easy to get in touch with us and it's very easy to like be accessible and like create the to do list out of those notifications but it doesn't make the time your own to do the task that you want to do. Nope. So for me, like what I've tried to aspirationally do is um, shut off the notifications and then visit the applications when I need to visit them. Um, yep. In practice, <laughs> depends on the day whether I can actually do that. Well, I mean, what do you, what do you think? Cause I know you, you like, sil- you like to work in silence. Like you like to not have any noise when you work. I'm going to tell you a secret that you don't know about that I've been doing for a few months now. I do not have my Slack notifications on ever. There's no red dot. There's no notifications. And I look at it as if it doesn't matter if I say I need to get focused, I'm going to sit here focused. You see that red dot on that Slack thing, game over. Your head is like, I need to check that. I need to, and then you check that. And then this leads to, oh, well, I'm going to, I need to answer that email then. And then that answering the email, then now you're like on YouTube somewhere and and you're, it just goes off. So what I've done is I don't have any of my Slack notifications on. I don't get notified. I check in with them when I feel as though I should check in with them. And what I've also talked with our team about is I want to be accessible. I want to be there as much as I possibly can, but unless it's super urgent, you know, it's two 30 now, if you needed something literally in the next 10, 20, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, message me on Slack and I will get back to you really quickly. If it's something that can maybe hold off a few hours, then email it to me. And what I found is the the heavier stuff that can hold off a little bit done in email works better for me. And the stuff for Slack should be very much like, hey, there's a fire right now. This is what I'm doing. What are your thoughts? Is this cool with you? Yeah, 100% I agree. Whereas if, if, you know, for example, Dave, you're like, Hey, can you review this document in Slack? No, that's an email, email that to me. Right. And I know you, you and I have gone back and forth to this because you're like, you should always be online. And I'm like, but then I can't get anything done. How do you feel about, about what I just said? Do you, no, is I, it something I, you, you would implement? I, I agree. And, and to be honest with you, I have the Slack notifications off on my computer as well. Um, Even the red dot, the red dot doesn't the, show. There's no, there's no red dot that shows up. The problem is I have three monitors and Slack is on one monitor. My work is on the middle monitor and I have something else on the third monitor. So that, that is where, that is where it's distraction. Even as this podcast was going, I just saw a text message pop up on my screen. And, and the second you see that little one notification or two notification, you have that visceral reaction to go check it. And it almost creates like a little bit of anxiety in yourself of like, 
I need to get to this now. But in reality, like most stuff, if you want a whole day without answering something, you probably could do it in three to four batches throughout the day. Like check it yep. every couple hours, every two hours and sweep through it. Um, I think for our employees too, it would create less dependency on us immediately I, answering something. Yeah, and I, I was just going to get to that. So I almost look at it as... Do you remember the the movie, the, the thing was called The Office, where everyone's in like those little cubicles. It's like a 1990s movie, right? Yeah. If you kind of think of that environment, and if we were in that environment now, if every time I sent you a Slack message, it's literally me going up to your cubicle and like being like, bang, 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 bang. Hey, Dave, do you mind if you, remo- for, you know, for, review this thing? Or, hey, did you did you get this thing? Yes, I got it. <laughs> Give me some space. Whereas what I think like you just said that the it creates dependency is you get an instant answer just like you know chat gpt we get instant answers now and sometimes it's good for people to kind of think through before they escalate it up to someone else because it's almost too easy just to send someone a slack message hey what do you think boom versus all right let me think through this for 10 15 minutes an hour or whatever to like come up with a response the other thing though is distractions outside of just slack teams everything like that is social media (laughs) distractions so like what i've done and i don't know about you my addiction is twitter i i deleted instagram i go on it like once a week i barely i like barely use facebook at all but twitter is my addiction and how i'm like overcoming this addiction with Twitter <laughs> is I've deleted the app I can and I can only access it through my browser because it creates extra steps to actually do that. Is there anything that you've done to kind of limit yourself on social because it's such an addicting thing and it really impedes on us? Working? So this is a great this is a good reminder and maybe we could check in in a couple episodes. I've been I went through a season where I would delete Instagram during the week and I would just use it on the weekends. Um, and I went back on it and then like one week I just like didn't delete it. And now it's been on my phone for the past two months. And the problem is the reels and we create hundreds of week. They really <laughs> suck in and like I'll go down a rabbit hole and, you know, um, you know, watch like 15 reels and then like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, 45 mm-hmm. minutes later and I'm like, oh my God, that was a waste of time. So, um, yeah, it's a good reminder that I should delete, uh, the social media apps off my phone, um, the one that I do want to still keep on is like Facebook chat because a lot I do have a lot of people that I communicate with on Facebook chat, but but that's that's not much uh, of a like the, that's uh, not the keeping one, you in. The, the the one thing that I that I have done is is I have removed all the notifications off the home screen on my phone, mm. um, so essentially, um, the apps can't reach me on the home screen, and then I you know when I open the phone there there is notifications on the phone. But the thing that sucks me into my phone the most is Instagram. So one suggestion with that, and I don't know if if you've ever done this, but you can actually change your phone to different modes. So you can add a different mode. And if you add a different mode to it, you can actually remove all the apps on there and have it as just work mode. And I found that really helps me because you don't need to delete your apps and then re-download them. And you only have this one mode and you can even have it flash up some photos to remind you like, okay, you're in the workspace. You're not in somewhere else. But anything else on social media, Slack, notification distractions at work and any any other tips that I can improve because it is rough? No, I I, I think I think I'm just really excited to share my idea of the day with you. Oh um, God. Oh God. 
Okay, so this one's this one's gonna be a doozy, um, if you will. Um, so, have you ever been in a situation, Zach, where you're like walking down the street or you're driving somewhere and you really have to go to the bathroom? Not only my apartment, so no. Um, <laughs> yes, I've, I've had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, so. This this app is for for people with um, digestive <laughs> issues. Um, it's called Gotta Go, and it's basically the app is um, you can log on anywhere. And if you're out for a run, which is the most common place that I have this issue, you have to go to the bathroom. You can pull it up, and people that are home, uh, public areas, um, will pull up a a toilet that you could either pay for or is free that you can go to uh, within the immediate vicinity of you. Um, and I think this would be great for runners who are out for long runs. It'd be good for people who have digestive issues, who have to go all of a sudden. So I'm curious what you think of this app. Um, I thought about it the other day um, and I'm really excited to share it with you. So full transparency, I have ulcerative colitis. So yes, I run to the bathroom a lot. Unfortunately, I'm on medication right now to help it. Um, so fun fact, there is a thing for New York City that has this called, I believe it's called Flush, and I've used it because when I was in New York City, I, like, having ulcerative colitis, you need to know where the bathroom is. And I was in, I don't know, I don't know New York City that well. I was somewhere in New York City, and boom, I ended up in, like, a Macy's bathroom because it told me what the bathroom was. It had the ratings. It had everything. So I like the idea. Um the weird thing would be if I'm going to pay someone to go into their home to go to the bathroom. I think that's where it gets a little weird. Um, but I mean, I do, I do like the idea. I just don't see how it works if you're like out on a run. To me, like you're kind of on a trail. Well, that, anyway, that's what, why what, I said. That, that's there? why I said, you know, for for, for me, I, I have IBS. So like, you know, for me, when I'm out running, sometimes I just have to go to the bathroom. And sometimes you're in a residential area or you're running on a trail and there's not much around you so they like, do like pre-approve you is, is this like airbnb where is there an yeah instant you probably need or, to be a little they, vetted or, or something like that like maybe... if dave i see oh, i don't know if i want dave coming in here denied or you know like it's airbnb where you get pre-approved or you know you instant check in or you have to like wait for approval is it one of those yeah i don't know maybe the app ensures it in case you make a mess at the bathroom i you know i i i don't know what it is but but you know, I, I just think this would be great for runners, people with, you know, all sort of colitis like like yourself that sometimes you just got to go. So you use the got to go app. <laughs> I, I, I know this sounds crazy. I would pay as someone with all sort of colitis. I would pay extra like a monthly thing for like Philadelphia. Um, or if I was in New York, I could like change my location, subscribe to the New York thing. If I could like know I had access to like these specific bathrooms and I'll tell you, when I go to a concert or a sports game or something like that, I actually have a card. It's like, it's no joke. Like I, I have ulcerative colitis. And what that card does get me is like, they're like, all right, come behind the desk. You get your out. Like I basically go where like the employees go and it's really helpful. I, but I would even pay for that because it's such, it's one of those things where when you got to go, you got to go. You're, you're, you're not, you're not sitting there like, oh, let me, uh, let me just, you know, I don't know what to do here. So I like the idea. I would say, look in the flush. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I would be a subscriber. Great. <laughs> I, as, as here's my one caveat, here's my one caveat. I want 
photos of of the bathroom up to the most recent you know maybe within the last week or so so, two so weeks, users can weeks. submit like a photo I, 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 well, of, yeah, of the bathroom yeah yeah because like every bathroom is not the same like there's no, some bathrooms that I've been to it's like whoa I'd rather just not go than go here yeah and I, I've been out on runs and, I've been out on runs and I've or hikes and I've gone in some dodged <laughs> some dodgy bathrooms. So yeah, you definitely want to know what you're going into before you go into it. But sometimes you're in a panic. You're like in the middle of somewhere and you're like, where do I go? Where do I use the bathroom? That's the idea of the day. All right. Well, I think we wrap it up here. On, on today's episode, <laughs> I hope you guys learned a lot about notifications, where to go to the bathroom with Dave's new app that we're not going to implement because none of these ideas of, of the day we're going to implement. So take them for your own and all about the pros and cons of living with your co-founder. All right, everybody. Have a great one.